And welcome back to episode 129 of the Weekly Tech Rant with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Well, we are back with a slightly extended break from last week due to the Easter holidays and uh, uh, various yeah. uh, days uh, off in life between. Getting in just, the way. Life getting in the way, yeah. God damn it, life, how dare you? <laughs> but we are back uh, for this week's roundup of the latest tech news stories. And, well, I think we've got quite an eclectic mix this week, haven't we? We have. Um, we are going to talk E3, Amazon, Google, Twitter, 4G on the moon? Um, yes, that's it. And we're also going to talk about the new Steve Jobs book that has been released as well. And plus, are Apple bringing back an iPod? Or is this some weird, strange patent that may never see the light of day? More to come on that at the end of the show. So let's kick off then this week's story, which first week's story, which is the cancellation of E3. Uh, so if you're wondering what the hell is E3, well, E3 is or was uh, the was. premier gaming conference, wasn't it, that was held uh, in Los Angeles, uh, yeah. where typically all of the big gaming companies would turn up. Uh, they'd show you their wares. There'd be massive stalls, stands, wouldn't they? You'd be able to game. Yeah. But yeah. for 2023, it's it's over, isn't it? It's done. It's not happening. Oh, I think COVID was the, the nail in the coffin on that one it'd been i think declining numbers and, and attendees but yeah they were trying to put on this this was going to be the first in-person event since obviously covid but yeah um big names started to drop and drop rapidly didn't they we, we, we lost nintendo microsoft sony sega tencent and ubisoft um i'm not sure who there is left but yeah i think that was the final nail and they went nope shut, shut up shop and uh, go home um, I, you know, I, I, I think to be honest with you, I think what this is is a product of acquisitions, possibly, yep. isn't it? If you think about it, because if you look at, think a lot of the studios that would have had big presences, they've been hoovered up by yep. certain other big company. Um, and like you say, I think COVID probably was the death knell because apart from CES, all the other major shows have suffered, haven't they? They have, really. yeah. To be honest, even before COVID, some of the big ones start to do their own events. Nintendo haven't really been to E3 in quite a while. They did a Nintendo Live event, or Nintendo Direct, or whatever it's called. Is uh, that, yep. Microsoft do their own one as well now. And actually, a lot of these guys will be doing their own one around the time of E3, just not at E3. No, and this is it, isn't it? That's the other thing. They want to control the narrative. You know, these E3 shows yeah. are fantastic. You've shown up. But actually, if you are, if it's your show... You control the narrative. You control the audience to a degree. You control the messenger, don't you? You're not, you're not kind of uh, going to drop your announcement at the same time that Sony yeah. around the corner at their booth are going to do their announcement, isn't you're it? Not you know, in the spotlight, are you? No, you, you can exactly. Um, and given, as you say, things like the you know the whole Blizzard acquisition piece, we got you know uh, Ubisoft working with others. You know, there's a lot going on here that means that I think you're right. The the big players, the key players having their own shows, delivering their messaging, their launches, their exclusive launches, you know, cough, cough, yeah. Call of Duty. Um, I think it's definitely the way forward. I think, in, you know, it's it's probably what we're going to see. Uh, you know, I I don't think it probably it's dead. In It probably will come back, but I, I yeah. don't think it'll be the major show that it is today, is it? You know? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the organisers are saying that, you know, they'll be working on future E3 events, but I can't see it happening. I can't see there being another live No. Event. If you if you think of other shows, if you think of other um, similar conference shows, expos, CES and Mobile Congress are the two that I think of. CES being you know the consumer electronics show we talk about a lot every year, and that that's starting to wane, isn't it? I think yeah, in, it has. You know, you, you don't see the big players there 
too much now, unless they've got something really stunning they want to do, you know, they're starting to pull back. That's becoming almost kind of a niche kind of prototype release place, isn't it? Rather than the every big company under the sun turns up. Mobile Congress, well, again, COVID did a number on that. And we yep. saw all of the big players start to drop out. And again, you look at the big players themselves, they don't turn up anymore, do they? Samsung yeah. have presence, but they don't announce anything at the show. They have their I, own unpacked it. event. Um, and the same with, you know, Apple. Apple do not, Apple don't show up there. Oh, that's, I don't think that's... Apple have ever been there, have they? Or not for a very, very long time. No, not at all. That's not their thing either. So again, you know, what we're seeing here is, I think, you know, you're right. The product of changing market trends and you know the, the change in the, what what these big players want to do they they want to run their own messaging um i i'd be keen to see this turn back to almost um kind of low level devs you know yeah you yeah, know kind of what's what's the, that. yeah that's the word i was looking for indie thank you i knew there was yeah an indie show where you know people could demonstrate show off the latest you know releases maybe maybe concepts around gaming technology you know that kind of stuff what's that what's there is another show like it penny Ar- is it penny packs isn't it pack show um uh, yeah so there's packs uh which is the penny arcade convention i think it's penny arcade yeah packs east and packs west which are um exactly the same sort of thing they are what well, i think it was i'm sure it's penny arcade i might be wrong i'm probably talking out my rear end at this point um <laughs> but they were kind of gaming culture shows where you know there were people could buy and sell there was uh there was kind of guests there was all kinds of you know triple a developers down to the latest indies uh showcasing stuff you could have like land gaming there were consoles there that kind of stuff that's okay. the kind of show i think exists e3 i think you're right is dead i think you know, despite the the best yeah. case, it's dead. You know, and so even if you could turn it in an indie one, I guarantee the organisers be fear charging way too much for a stand for indies to actually be able to afford. Yeah, that well, this is it. When a stand, one of these stands turns out to be the best part of like half a million dollars, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. It is crazy money, and, and you know, I think who who in their right mind is going to pay it? if it's going to cost you that when you could spin up your own what's it let's say nintendo direct do it virtually from a studio that's yeah. probably a half a million dollars there isn't it all in one go and you're controlling everything you know <laughs> yeah it's just not gonna do it so microsoft obviously have got they've got an upcoming um upcoming one in june haven't they i think is their next one is at the showcase for xbox oh yeah yes they have yeah so where we believe that's going to be mainly starfield launch yeah, that's going to be the big one. But Starfield comes out six of you know. I use Starfield as an example here of a major AAA title, which effectively is going to have its own launch event to a degree, isn't it? You know, you're going to have you're going to have that as part of the Xbox uh, announcement. But we know that you know that is effectively going to stand on its own two feet, and it's probably the same way that Nintendo do with the Direct, isn't it? Where they talk about you know where they t- remember they launched was it the OLED Switch, wasn't it? And they talk yes. about that. You know, to me, there's one company you have to look at here that I think also has kind of shaped the narrative of these events. Um, and it's our friends in Cupertino. Yeah. Well, they haven't been there for a very long time, but they do it very, very slick now. And it's all down to a fun. Yeah, they, they've got that nailed now. The format, it doesn't change. It's all sparkly and shiny, isn't it? And yeah, you know exactly how it's going to be, but it, it works. It does a very good job of selling the products. And I think I think perhaps, you know, and again, it's just my assumption, I wouldn't be, perhaps the others have looked at them and gone, you know what, if Apple can carry it off, 
uh, every single time post COVID and uh, continue to, you know, have sales increase, you know, because of that, then yeah. why can't we run effectively a, you know, a, a large scale com- Hollywood commercial, you know? Well, yeah, definitely. But yeah, so, but E, so then E3 as it, as it exists today is no more. Uh, who knows what will come out of uh, mm. the, the ashes of E3. Um, but, you know, we will report on the Xbox, um, uh, showcase and you know i believe that i think it's an uber i'm sure i wrote my notes somewhere there's an ubersoft one as well uh i think uh the same week or some the same day even so yeah. yeah so we'll we'll catch up on those with the launches of those in a couple of months time but yeah bye bye e3 even though i never attended i'll miss you anyway <laughs> <laughs> so right. what a, oh, oh yes. yeah yeah so you know all those cheapest chips echo devices from amazon well, like you've got in your house right like now. I've got about eight or nine of them, but I'm not going to say the word because it will all go crazy. Uh, but if you didn't know, they've all had a secret chip in them that kind of enables a low power, low bandwidth, uh, long range IoT network. It's called Sidewalk. Uh, it leverages your internet connection, but basically allows uh, it to bridge to all your IoT devices using this network and give them internet access. Um, and it's, they've kind of started allowing it to be rolled out to developers now, haven't they? And they're actually saying that over 90% of the US population is served by this secret network that no one knew about. <laughs> just, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is one of those kind of reveals, isn't it? It's like, aha, yeah. look what we've got. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. are we, first off, right, A, are we shocked that this exists? No, no, not at all. I mean, it has been being used. I mean, there are a couple of devices out there already using it, obviously mainly Amazon ones. I think their ring cameras can use it to send motion notifications when they're offline or when they're not connected to Wi-Fi, I should say. Uh, Level smart locks, I think they're owned by Amazon as well. Uh, They use that to connect to the internet without actually needing Wi-Fi radios in the locks themselves, saving power and stuff. And there's a couple of other wearable health trackers that can leverage this network. Yeah, and, and I guess just to kind of take a step back a second that, to kind of understand where this came from, Sidewalk was actually developed by Ring. Um, so this isn't an Amazon technology per se, is it? It was developed by yeah. Ring um, as part of their doorbells to kind of get over the problem of you've got a doorbell outside your house, yet you've got a thick wall in the way. How do you get that network communication to talk to uh, the router or whatever, isn't it, inside? Yeah. Um, so they developed they developed this protocol, isn't it? And it's a nine, was it 900 megahertz, isn't it? So well, it's a very of, good. Uh, Bluetooth low energy, um, 900 megahertz. But there's also one called LoRa, which is like that's a That's the one, yep, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. So it's quite, I mean, I think it's, you know, let's take it, you know, when we to strip it back, forget Amazon, forget there. Actually, this is a very simple solution to, you know, let's be honest, what yep. is a big problem, in, which is device communication. And, you yep. know, in this world of IoT, OT, devices that we live in you know they have to communicate i think what was eye-opening for me was the map that amazon produced of the united states yeah because crazy effectively the whole east coast to what middle of america was blanketed wasn't it absolutely most of the uh west coast as well wasn't it yeah uh, I mean, so you can buy. So, I'm, so this is obviously you say it's working with the the. We won't say the name uh, devices. It's working with yep. you know, the other doorbells, but yep. apparently you can. I believe there's a developer kit as well, isn't there? There is Amazon a developer kit you can go and buy you know, to prototype this. Um, yeah, and that's kind of available now. And they're trying to get developers on board. 
of course, you have to use Amazon, Amazon EC2 infrastructure and stuff like that, data rail. Uh, so there's a whole interweaved uh, cell here, isn't there? <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the bit that makes me laugh, so I, I remember when they, they announced this, or actually, sorry, I say pushed this out in 2019, but they, they initially pushed this out on the firmware with no opt-out. It just, on by default, no opt-out. Of course, there was a bit of a backlash, uh, and Amazon pushed a new firmware allowing you to opt out. But only us techie guys will ever know about the opt-out or even what it was. Uh, I think you have to opt in on new devices now, but most people just hit yes, won't they? And go through the set of wizard. And I think this is how they got that 90% coverage. Yeah, I, and, you know, in a kind of funny kind of way, in a terrifying alternative reality of AI taking over the world, you know, you've got a great communication model here, isn't it? It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is like those films and those programs, you know, where an AI, rogue AI escapes, but how does it seem to get everywhere and communicate everything? Well, ultimately, this is that kind Using of network. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Um, that dev kit, though, so the dev kit you can request, as you say, that has the, like a, the puck or whatever the um, so, uh, you can request one of those as a developer. There's no charge at the moment. Um, I'm tempted to have a go. <laughs> See what we me, well, yeah, but you know, there's always a way of willing away. <laughs> Get on a plane. <laughs> yeah, you know full well that this exists over here. Not, that's well, not is, but I don't think they've, they've not rolled out the firmware turning this on, allegedly. Allegedly, I I would hasten to say that it exists. I mean, if you oh, we've got the, the link in the show notes and I have there where you can see the map. I mean, and it is just I, like I said, if you zoom out of the continental US, it's just blue. It's blue basically from uh, the east coast to what's the state Kansas, basically to Kansas. And then bizarrely, I don't know if you know, it's in the middle in Colorado around Denver. That's solid blue as well in the middle of America. <laughs> Shipping a lot um, of devices there. There's a lot of devices, but yeah, I I'm. I have to say, I'm particularly interested in this. I'm interested from a security standpoint as well in understanding what is going on here with this. Uh, I'd like to hope that security has been built in from the design perspective. <laughs> security uh, But given what this control can communicate with, I should say, which is everything in theory, isn't it? Yeah. I do have some concerns, um, but none. You know, those are unproven at this time. They're just more, I guess, professional because professional uh, curiosity. If you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, so you can see why it's that big. I mean, I think I'm sure we've even bought some of these devices for like five quid at some point in some yeah. Amazon sale. And at that point, then even people who weren't interested, they're no brainer money, aren't they? Yeah, but they're that's like, oh, it. Where they go? Plug it in. Uh, yeah, and there you go. Network expanded. I was just going to say that is exactly, exactly the point there. Mm. You you know, it is all about uh, getting it in people's houses. And what's the best way to do that? Do it as a loss leader, isn't it? Yeah. Make on, it yeah. so attractive, like you say. Um, <clears throat> you know, why wouldn't you buy it? Like exactly your point. Five quid. Oh, I don't need it, but I'm going to. I'll have that At anyway. That point, I was like, you asked it one in each of the kids' rooms. There's one in the utility room. Just everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I'll take that. It's like, what? Hang on a minute. You know, um, it is just, you know, the way to do it. And I think when we talk about uh, one of their competitors in a minute, I think they also, um, they also probably haven't been capitalized on this as well. But Amazon particularly, I think, have been very smart here around getting this out into the market. And you're right. Ultimately, I would be curious to know what the end goal is here. Um, 
well, I think we know. Well, actually, no, I'll rephrase that. I know what the end goal is here. The end goal is here is to have an IoT network that they can leverage, you know, across everything. Other people, yeah. um, but what I'm curious about is what else they plan to do with it, you know, in, before, in that meantime. That's my interested to see. So, uh, yeah. yes, this other loss leader, Google, or Google Assistant. Yeah, tell us more. Ooh. Well, I suppose it was bound to happen. It's a Google product after all. And apparently, Google Assistant's division has had a Sorry, it's been reshuffled. Uh, bizarrely, heavily prioritised Bard over Google Assistant. Yes. Hmm. So, I mean, the Google Assistant division, they don't just make, you know, not just the, the voice assistant itself, but they also do all the hardware, such as smart speakers and displays that Google have been making. When I read this article, there is a bit of a telling sign that all these things they've cancelled over the years. You know, they've not even <laughs> had any hardware since 2021 released. So no new, is it what they call them now? Then they're not called, they're called Nest, aren't they? Is it Nest? They are called, yes, Nest. Yeah, Nest. Nest Hub and Nest Hub. Well, they rebranded it all, didn't they, with, after the acquisition? They did. So surprisingly, right, it's never made any money in this division. The hardware is sold at cost. There are no ads uh, and nobody pays a monthly fee, uh, obviously. So, yeah, this is Google just pouring money away with no kind of real vision of how to actually make their money back. I think, obviously, we spoke before on this show about Amazon. I think there was a report a couple of months back about Amazon yeah. basically losing $10 billion a year for their voice assistant. So I can only imagine Google probably losing somewhere around that figure as well, maybe. I'm not sure how popular it is, is compared to Amazon's one. Well, I, I I don't know. I'm trying to think, you know. So I I've got an, um, a what was a Google Home Hub, you know, Nest Hub now, yeah. Um, and it just uh, we've said this before. I, I, it, the only way to describe it is it just doesn't have the functionality of your your particular brand of uh, person. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of Google ones. I played with them for like I don't know half an hour, and they went back in the box. I think I got them free through some. Yeah, so I've got the pucks. I've got a, yeah, I've got a couple of the pucks. I think one yeah. of them's still sealed in a box. Maybe I'll keep so that for I, ten years and sell it. I've got a couple of pucks, and I've also got one of the mini home hubs with a little screen a display, sat yeah. behind me, yeah. which I'd love to work. Um, but you and I both you know, keeping operational security in place. Um, the organization that we work for uses Google as a service provider, like many other companies yeah. do. Um, and I thought, brilliant, I could use that to display my work calendar and everything on it. But we, you know, uh, for, for reasons which, you know, we won't go into, uh, that's not possible to do. Uh, that's not possible to do. So uh, it's kind of redundant because I moved away from having, a, you know, I don't use Google Mail anymore as my personal mail. So it's kind of redundant, you know, mm-hmm. Um and it just sits there now on the side. I turned it off. It was, yeah, I never really used it. But the assistant was reasonably good. It was better than, you know, she who should not be named. Oh, everything's um, better than that. I mean, even even uh, what was Microsoft's one? Cortana was better than that. Yeah, that's true. Cortana was better than that. But I think there's an interesting view here to move to Bard or what, what under the covers is Lambda, isn't it? I yeah. think this is a step that we're going to see all of them move towards having natural language, AI response, uh, the same way, you know, as much as you know, I love chat GPT. Um, the fact that you can talk, to, you know, if you want to, there is a way to talk to it. It will do NL, you know, natural voice, like, you know, language support. Yeah. Um, because ultimately that's one thing we've talked about every time when we talk about AI uh, or, or sorry, assistance, you and I both agree. 
you want to talk to it and ask it a question and get a response back. You don't want to be told by a particular person, uh, please take out your iPhone and I'll show you the results on that. No, that's oh, not what I asked for. Think, or you, or, annoyingly, you have to think about the right way to speak to it. The prompt, isn't it? Yeah. The prompt. It's like, oh, right, well, is that going to work? Now, how would I make that one actually work? And it's, it's just, it's not natural, is it? No. But to take a step back to what you said about the list of things that, what they've what they've done to assistant and killed it i mean you've got to ask a question here is what actually is google interested in doing because when you read that list um that it, you know basically between 2016 and 2021 they had eight releases of hardware they've stopped they've removed the product they've removed the the support assistant from two of their own brand of equipment they've lost patents They've, um, you know, shut down the driving side of it. They've removed, um, you know, one of the, you know, was it the reminder feature and swapped yep. it out for another product. And it's nothing. It's just, it, it, you know, but, but, and I think if you said this yourself, the what Amazon themselves, and we talked about this a little while ago, Amazon themselves are not making any money either here, are they? No, no, not at all. They could be selling at cost or below cost especially in their sales. And Amazon have quite a few sales. And their own brand stuff's always in the sales. So they're definitely losing, making a loss there. But no one's really figured out how to monetize it. No. How do you monetize it? Without, 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 no. I, I know. No, I've answered my own question. I know how you monetize it. You monetize it by, um, uh, by stripping the data and, and basically mining the data in the request. That's how you monetize it. It is, but there's a lot more computational power that goes into doing that and converting audio to text that you can then mine than it is just people search results. Yeah, that's that is exactly what is you're the gonna payoff going to is the payoff going to be? Will it justify the computational power to do that? The problem is now, though, we've gone too far down the rabbit hole that they can't back out of this now. We are in. We, we are. They'll kill. They kill wild no, successful products. Okay, <laughs> they'll just Google. kill it. Google will, but I don't think. Um, uh, I don't think now. I don't think yeah. Amazon will. You know, mm. I, I Amazon won't. Microsoft definitely. Microsoft, they, you know, that investment into OpenAI proves the point that Microsoft are not backing out. We we have entered the new age. We are in a new information age now with uh, this level of machine learning capability. Uh, and I I challenge anybody to tell me that this is not different. This is sorry that this is different. Um, from you know some of the other like you know the assistants this is not your shoe should not be named your box that repeats itself and and cortana this is on a whole different level now isn't it you know yeah uh, and i think that's the the point now these language models these what they call them large language models yeah are way beyond anything that has existed before and i think any of these companies wants to have this assistant functionality because that's what if you look at all of the sci-fi films you know the ones that uh, what what exists everybody has the capability to talk to some virtual assistant don't they that does it they do they do and yeah. if and if you go into star trek for example what's the one thing that they all talk to the computer yeah of course and that ship computer or whatever is natural language requests but in the same way you'd ask ChatGPT or whatever, it does it, doesn't it? You know, it mines the data, it searches, correlates. You know, uh, you know, compare data set A with data set B. Give me the whatever, whatever, and it spits it out. And you know, on a kind of very simplified version, that's what we're doing now with this this new AI models. Um, you know, we're not in, we're in that sign the same viewpoint. And yeah. I think the, what we've got here with the classic Google Assistant 
is just dead in the water. Who wants that? Who wants? Tell me what my emails are. Tell me what my uh, next meeting is going to be. Great. What you want is right. Tell me meetings. Clear my calendar for tomorrow. Please set me up a reoccurring response. Blah blah blah. And it's going to do it, isn't it? That's yeah. what it's going to do. Will Bard do that? I don't know. From what I've seen of Bard versus ChatGPT, I'm not convinced. No, uh, to be late to the party. They've jumped on that bandwagon, haven't they? That's exactly what they're doing here. They're diverting all resources to Bard now because they reckon that's the next best thing. Like you said, like you said, how long for? How long for? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's like else they're killing off that goes hand in hand. This uh, they're also killing off all the third party Google Assistant products. <laughs> yeah, this is the. <laughs> I said... There were many, not there were many. Len- no. Lenovo must be seen. Seven, eight, and ten. And <laughs> so apparently, though, you can mod those and get home assist displays on them. So look out for some of those on eBay. Um, they're quite nice looking as well, aren't they? They are quite nice looking. I want my one of those by my bedside with the Home Assistant dashboard that I can actually customise in that. So I'm going to be looking into that one. But uh, JBL had some, LG had some, Smart Display. And I think the deal was that Google were providing patches for the underlying OS and looking after that. Or Google have just killed that one off now. So um... (sighs) mind you, in all fairness, if you were any one of those guys, would you really have jumped into bed with Google on a new product like this? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I personally wouldn't look at a track record. You know, you spend all that time and money building this for Google, like they've done, to kill it a year or two later. I, I'd, I'd be asking serious questions of our marketing department if that was, <laughs> if that was the like, um, yeah, it would be like, okay, are we paying Google or are Google paying us? You know, <laughs> yeah, Google's paying me. Then uh, yeah, let's do it. But no, if it's costing me anything, forget it. That's what I mean because. And what was puzzling with the whole Google thing is, is they, their initial launches of the third party devices didn't actually follow the same um, sort of software guidelines, did they? That their own products thing. No. The third party ones were Android things. Um, and, and remind me, Carl, what happened to Android things? No, yeah, it was killed. <laughs> it was killed. Google said that was the way you had to do it, that ignored it for their own product. Exactly. <laughs> and launched on a different platform. I think it was Chrome-based, wasn't it? Or something yeah, it was. Line. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have we got then before these are dead then? Because that's probably the question you've got to ask yourself if you bought one of these, isn't it? I think you've only got to like September, October, haven't you? There wasn't very long. No, I was going to say, I did, I, I'm pretty sure when I read it, it was it was quite a small period well, of time. They'll be stopping software updates or patches. So your device will probably carry on working up to a point that they change an API for one of the services you're integrating with, and then it will just die. Oh, dear. So which, so, so just to kind of recap for those of you know, our listeners that do a bit of the old home modding and home automation, was there a particular smart display model that... No, I'm pretty sure it? all of them. I've, I've definitely heard of the seven-inch one. Uh, that was on my to-do list to have a look at those because they were going cheap and obviously we know why now uh, <laughs> but if maybe I can get some on eBay route them and then uh, yeah pick your own dashboards on and they might be quite good oh there you go that's that is uh, that's a project for you then we'll, uh, we'll... Yeah, my to-do <laughs> list of many more yeah so I, I did I did I have to say before we joined the call I um, I did go on to eBay by the way um, and I saw uh, just as a quick look I saw a Lenovo Smart Display 10 yeah. Um. In white, currently starting at fifty pounds with no bids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't go much higher. I think we could buy them new cheaper than that at one point. 
Uh, I did then saw another one, uh, a Lenovo Smart Display 7, which I'm guessing is an older model. Uh, that's currently at £1.20 with six days to go. Uh, so yeah I think you, you, they've already started uh, the cheapest one I saw there from one of the newer I think it was uh, the 8 display it was like nearly £100 but yeah they're um, they're going to start to flood I think you're right you're, people are going to move away very quickly aren't they from these um, yeah yeah. so if we can find the right one that would be modded I can put some nice displays around the house I was just thinking that myself it does sound like an excellent project but yeah so so if you do have a google assistant uh probably best to start thinking about how to migrate away from it <laughs> it's my advice <laughs> start by unplugging and put it in the bin <laughs> no make sure you recycle uh you know uh, you know respectfully carl we, yep, you know, we yeah. uh we don't want to increase landfill because of crap products <laughs> no we don't no <laughs> talking of uh, rubbish uh so oh. then uh over at twitter uh, elon musk continues to set fire to things um <laughs> and as of the first of april apparently the legacy tip marks were meant to have gone uh for um you know from you know from your the twitter legacy account verified, wasn't the, the legacy aren't paying the money that's the one yeah however that really script. hasn't that really hasn't been the case has it it turns out now uh that um they're going to disappear on, wait for it, uh, 4.20. So that, you know, obviously, in American date parlance, you know, is the 20th of April. But, of course, if you write that down, 4.20 is, of course, the, uh, what's the word? The, uh, Elon's favourite pastime. Yes, you know, for partaking in uh, legally, well, in some jurisdictions, legally available narcotics. Um well, his sense of humor really does see no bounds, does it? Because now, uh, if you are one of these companies that has the, was it the orange? Is it orange gold. or my yellow? Gold, gold, check gold sorry, companies. gold check mark, which is the kind of the you know the top top uh, organizations on Twitter. Um, you get your golden check logo, and also you uh, you you retain it. Don't you? you retain your status, and it will be free now. Well, yeah. So th- these are the gold check marks that uh, he's trying to sell for. Was it a thousand pounds? So a thousand dollars a month, and then fifty dollars a month per extra employee you want verified on top, who obviously works for an organisation. Uh, but yeah, I don't think many were buying that. Uh, so to save face, he's now saying the ten thousand most followed companies face. will get it for free, and I think the top five hundred advertisers will also get it for free each month. So uh, it's just. Oh, did you, did you feel that this is again another Elon U-turn? Well thought out plan. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know the revenue. Apparently, you know the ad revenue for Twitter has fallen off a cliff, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, several organisations now have stepped away. Um, one of the things that happened in the last week or so was that Elon Musk had a a very um, a I want to say quick, but that's not the right word. A very shortly, hastily arranged interview with the BBC here. In- <laughs> he did, yeah. Um, and you know, one of the things that he's done there is that is it NPR in the US has pulled away from yep. Twitter, haven't they? they have, because yep. of the way they've been labeled. Um, you know, the BBC particularly has was labeled as a government funded media organization, which they t- have taken umbrage with because the BBC is not funded by the government, it's funded by the license pair, which effectively means it's publicly funded. Um, yep. and NPR in the US is the same publicly funded, but again, they were they were labeled wrongly, weren't they, as well? And they have decided were, yeah. they've decided to pull. Any yeah um so i think you know there are weird stuff going on here isn't it um people you know stuff is not changing you've got you know P- musk pulling you know pushing the feeds into the you know the recommended piece was it this week as well is that twitter incorporated 
no longer exists. No, it According not. to a filing in California, it's now called X Corp. Um, yeah, X Corp was the holding company he used to raise the funds and then buy Twitter, didn't he? So he's merged yeah. Twitter into X Corp, and obviously Twitter doesn't exist anymore. It's now all X Corp. And because it's a no longer publicly traded, um, you know this is this was only discovered, wasn't it? Because somebody was. In looking into stuff with Twitter, um, but it would have yep. gone under. It would have gone under the uh, the radar, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. I don't know whether this is his uh, plan to stop people suing Twitter or get rid of all those, but I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it would. I just, I mean, what? I mean, let, I just don't know what to say here. I mean, what was it the other <laughs> week with what with the the, the dog, the Doge logo, or whatever it was? Oh, is that I still mean, there? I've, I've lost track. Is that still on there? No, Doge it's on. It's, it's gone, gone back, back, but it was there for a while. It was, yeah, yeah, the Dogecoin. So was that a pump dump scheme of his? You know, subliminal messaging? I, I, I don't know what was going on there. Oh, yeah, you're right. The, the, the birdie is back. I just... Uh, if, the amount of people I've seen on Twitter that have said, you know, they've got like a reoccurring post, some of people. Marcus Hutchins is a good example of this, you know, yeah. the, the security researcher. He has a reoccurring post that basically says, I'm no longer on Twitter. Um, these are the places you can find me. And I just think to myself, there are so many good people who I used to kind of enjoy reading their content or their updates that have gone have gone. Um, and I get really, really frustrated with this whole uh, for you and the following feed. So the following feed is people I follow in order. The for you feed is people I also follow, but not in order. You know, and it's like, what? I well, the four, just, four years, a lot of people you don't follow, doesn't it? And it's gotten worse and worse with some truly bizarre choices over time. I've had some real random crap in there. I was like, I never clicked anything like that. Why am I getting this as a recommendation? Clearly, the yeah. algorithms don't work. No, but you say that it's people you don't follow. But it's also, when I look at it, there are people in there I do follow. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a mixture. It's a, it's a mixture of the two, but in, to, not in a chronological order. Thank you. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, that's exactly the point. It's like, well, I miss, I find I miss tweets now because I'm like, well, where the heck are they? You know, uh, just, uh, yeah, I, it just is the dumpster fire. It's, do you not know? I'll tell you what it is. It's like in The Simpsons, you know, the, the tire fire. Yeah, you know, tire. That is, is what Twitter is now. It just continually burns. I think you know. Yeah, just looking at that for you. Uh, Thirty-three minutes ago, eighteen hours ago, four hours ago, twenty minutes ago. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. No, there's not. Absolutely no rhyme or reason. Um, just chaotic. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Point Come on, give us Point somebody. Way. Give us a decent alternative. <sighs> well. Talking of decent alternatives, let's. What you know? How's your phone signal at the minute? Oh, I don't know. What have I got? Have I got? Um, I'm not sure. Let's have a look. I have oh, my Wi-Fi. It's not going to tell me what my on. What am I on? Let's have a look. Come on. Oh, I've got one five G and one three G. Okay. Well, then apparently, according to Nokia, then you're going to be able to get four G on the moon this later this year. The moon, you say? Uh, when <laughs> are you moon. next off to the moon? Well, let me just check my calendar. This side of never. So, is this so you can use Instagram and send your holiday pics back? <laughs> what for, for? Is this for the Artemis astronauts? You know, they turn yeah, up. There'll be, right, they'll, yeah. there'll be a there'll be a strong signal already waiting for them. Yeah, so this is an old one. I had to double read this article and make sure it wasn't April the first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Nokia. So they're planning to launch a 4G network on the moon. And in the next in the coming months, they're going to be using SpaceX to carry what they're calling a Nova Sea lunar lander. 
designed by a US company called Intuitive Machine. So in the lander, there's going to be a Nokia base station and a solar-powered <laughs> rover. Uh, now, apparently, the rocket won't take them all the way to the moon's surface. Uh, it will get so far, it will deploy that the lunar lander has its own propulsion system. It won't make its way down. It's going to be landing in the uh, Shackleton Crater. Well, then also okay. deploy its uh, base station along with its solar-powered rover, and they'll be able to communicate over LTE. But apparently this is also going to be used in NASA's Artemis 1 mission. So is that lander going to act as a base station for when it's the Artemis turns yeah. up? Then? So it was, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a base station. You'll be able to pick up 4G. Uh, the astronauts will be able to communicate with each other, with mission control, obviously via the base station, and uh, as well as to control the rover remotely and stream real-time video and telemetry data back to Earth. I mean, I'm all for this. Don't get me wrong, right? But I would argue, given that I can't get a strong signal, you know, here in my no. home office, I mean, what are they going to get <laughs> on the moon, you know? <laughs> I, I, you know? I guess there's going to be some latency going on here. <laughs> got to be. I got to be. But I mean, let's be honest. This is this is what's going to happen. We're going to have 5G or whatever the future equivalent is. They're going to be communication networks, isn't it? There has to be because you know these these um, you know landers and the the bases we're going to, have to put in. There needs to be some kind of communication network for yeah to, for these stuff to work. So you know it's some kind of OT network, isn't it? Is going to be have to exist there. So yeah. uh, you know, in a funny kind of way, taking you know laughing and joking aside. Actually, 4G is probably not not a bad idea. There's going to be nothing in the way to cause a signal problem, is there? It's going to, you know, well, there's, there's... this is true. I mean, the, the thing that made me laugh is they they want to prove that commercial 4G technology would work on the moon and provide a decent signal and all that kind of stuff. I guarantee they ain't charging NASA commercial rates. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that same commercial base station's going to cost way more on the moon. <laughs> But why not 5G? That's a bit I don't get. Why? I, I guess 4G is proven, isn't it? I suppose that's the argument. It's proven. It's robust. It's got a long... Uh, also, less cell towers needed. 5G doesn't go as far, does it? No. No, that's probably... <clears throat> excuse me. That's probably the uh, the other way to do it. But yeah, it just it just was uh, proven technology, I suppose. Rather I than wonder if we're going back to, you know, 20 a text message and... Uh, phone calls by uh, the uh, minute, you know what I mean? Charging 160, 160 characters. I can't. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Sorry, you've run out of credit. You need to top up, says the lander. Yeah, pay as you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh dear. Yes. Well, but still, this should be interesting to launch. So this, uh, <clears throat> this is going to launch later this year on this uh, lander. This year, uh, yeah. Apparently, they're, they're basically ready to go, and I think they're waiting for you know uh, clearance and uh, a launch window. Yeah, and, and the Artemis mission obviously is not going to launch this year to the moon, as I admit, but we're going to have the first Artemis uh, flyby, aren't we? Um, yep. So later, I think it is later this year, um, is going to be the first, uh, like, like they did with Apollo 10, it's going to fly around the moon um, yep. and basically do a flyby test of systems. The and then and then the following one will be like Apollo 11 and we'll land on the moon and we're going to go back there, which is, which yep. is awesome. I mean, and the Artemis system, you know, with... There's the Orion spacecraft, the SLS. We've got the the Gateway Project, which is a space station they're going to go put up near the moon. Yep. You know, we're going to have the base camps. I mean, this is phenomenal. Um, you know, and Artemis Artemis One uh, is is what we've had, which is the was the un, uncrewed flight one. Artemis Two um, hasn't they haven't done a patch for that yet, apparently. And then Artemis Three is the first uh, uh, crewed mission 
to the moon. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm, we you know you, well, we're both big fans of this and we can't wait to see it, but uh, yeah, let's, let's see what phones they've got. I want to see an astronaut with a Nokia 3310. That has to be it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually having this conversation with the kids earlier because we were talking about how much technology is going to uh, move forward, especially phones. And we right. were saying, we had that exact conversation, you know, the 160 character limit, it used to cost you, I don't know, 20 peer text message. And that was only if it was on your network. If it was going to someone else's network, it was more expensive. Uh, or you couldn't do it originally. Yeah, and I showed them a Nokia 3310. And I mean, my original phone was a Siemens S6, which didn't even do text messaging to start off with because the carriers didn't support it. But we were having that conversation about, you know, uh, how much has changed. And my son was like, well, couldn't you just download an app and do it for free? So there were no apps. <laughs> app? What's an app? You were lucky if you had Snake. Uh, there were no apps. There was no internet on your phone to send it over so yeah it, it was an expensive proposition back then different times my friend different times definitely so then before we fire up the tech rat rumor mill um just a little uh, update for anybody that's interested in steve jobs and a free book so the steve jobs archive yesterday released a free ebook which talks of all is is in their words memorizing mem- memorializing what a terrible american word memorializing. Uh, memorializing that's the one um his life uh his career and it's a collection of edited emails speeches and interviews over his lifetime around you know apple um i've had a look at it i got it free in apple uh, books but you can also download an epub to put on a kindle or other device and there are also several pictures in there as well that have never been released before uh, and it's been um i think overall managed by uh lorraine powell jobs is his widow um, and has been professionally edited as well and you know it's it talks around, you know, a lot of his ethos and what he saw in his life. Um, there are, you know, transcripts of meetings that have never been shared outside of it. Um, it's really, if you think about it, a companion book to some of the biographies yep. that have come out beforehand. Um, again, it's free. I would, you know, would say if you're interested in his life, some things in there you will have seen or read before. I'm confident of that if you're into that thing. Um, but I think it would be a miss of us not to talk about, you know, that there is this free book there. And actually, for what I've read, you know, for all of his faults as a man, um <laughs> as a boss what you see in reading it is that he did go undergo a learning journey i think you know yeah. uh, and that whole point of where he got fired from apple and and that and you could read that in some of the the transcripts of the interviews that he had and some of the emails and you know actually i think people forget you know given the fact he's been dead now what nearly nearly 12 years isn't it yeah, yeah it must be 12 years actually he was a visionary you know yeah yeah he he may not have been you know, a Gordon Moore or someone else who created stuff, but he was a visionary in what he wanted to achieve. And in 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 one of there's two things I wanted just to mention in the book, and I can't remember the exact interview, but one of them talks around uh, when they were talking about the Mac, and he wanted to put a Mac in everybody's house, and he talked about them being connected by a radio network, and he said, you know, connected to the source, and he said we can't do it now. He said it's technologically impossible now to do it, but we need to connect them. Um, you know, we're nearly able to connect them in the office, and you know, in the future we're going to be able to connect them in the home. I can't tell you why you want to have them connected. I can't tell you what information you're going to have on them, but we know you're going to want to do that. And and in that sentence, it was like you've just talked about the internet, and not yeah. and not the you know the, the World Wide Web, the team, but but the internet we know today. You know, yeah. 
And then there was another example where he talks about in the late mid nineties, where he says about the how the online shopping is changing. And he goes, "I've just bought a Sony camcorder." Um, he said, "I went to Sony's website. I read all about the models. I looked at all of the features and that before I even caught and this dates it before I even called around any of the stores to see if they had any stock." Uh, yeah. And I thought to myself. That's you know for the majority of people that's what you do now you don't you go straight to the website you look at the product you check out the features then you see who's got it in stock and you buy it and today you as a business you you can't you can't be viable without a website you know for any no, product no yeah very rarely go to <clears throat> actual store to buy something or certainly not electronics it's the kind of things you'd go and research but and I just thought to myself you know him saying that was just like you know, back in, if it was 95, 96, in the early days of websites, you know, whatever it was. But he was true, you know, and he said there, this is what, you know, this is how we'll do everything. Um, But it was just, you know, again, it was the visionary idea of, like you said, you know, with, with the connecting the Macs mm. together as a network. We don't know why you're, you know, like his words, we don't know why you want to do it. We don't know what information you're going to want to access, but we know it's going to happen. And yeah. we, but and it was interesting. Like we can't do it now; it's technologically impossible. But we will get there. And I thought to myself, you know what? You were right. You, everybody, uh, the whole. Uh, and he talked also around um, about putting the Mac in a book. You know, foreshadowing the MacBook. You know, we want to squeeze it out a book so you can go somewhere. You can have that access. For you. And you know, ultimately, he got there, didn't he, with the MacBook? He got there with the iPhone. But you I'd know, say you that think... was the iPad, really, wasn't it? That is the book. Yeah, the but yeah, but you know, but format. they did. They have they had the MacBooks as well, didn't they? Remember as well. Yeah, they, oh, um, of course. Yeah, you know the the old MacBooks. Um, but yeah, it just uh, it just was interesting. So I'd say if you get it, it's a free book. You know, it's you know, you're not going to cost you anything. Just downloaded it. Download it and have a look at it. So then, uh, with that, then uh, let me fire up the. Hang on, where is it? Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> Indeed, it's that time again. It is. What have you got for us then, Carl? Uh, I'm still scratching my head at this one. <laughs> I can't, I just can't get my head around it. But Apple have filed a patent in the US, obviously, <laughs> for an AirPods case with a built in touchscreen, similar to the kind of thing you get on your Apple Watch. I, I, it's apparently it's going to offer media controls and even basic apps, <laughs> maps, weather, and notifications. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was like, I remember this. Uh, you're like, it, it, the best way to picture it, isn't it? For the, obviously, until you look at the show notes, is you've got the Apple Air AirPods case with what effectively looks like on this render a, a, a Apple Watch screen built into it, doesn't yeah. it? It is. Yeah. I was just trying to run this through in my head. I was like, okay, so if you've already got a watch and a phone, why would you need another screen to control your media? Because you've got it on your wrist. So I thought, okay, well, if you don't have a watch, maybe. But I think you don't wander around holding the case in your hand. So it's going to be in your pocket or it's going to be in your bag, in which case that's where your phone is. So why would you need the case with the screen? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. It, it was no mention in the, in the patent about having storage. So I can kind of understand if it had storage on board. Maybe you put your songs on there. Well, you'd have to put it because it has no internet connections. So, uh, you'd have to load them on it. Okay. IPod, but there was no mention of storage. So, yeah, so I'm at a loss. Why? Is is this for somebody who doesn't have an Apple Watch? So if you think at the moment, Apple Watch, you can go on there and you can control the media on the but Apple Watch. That's what I'm saying. Screen. But you don't yeah, hold but... your case all the time. 
No, but I guess it's going to be in your pocket or your bag exactly where your phone is. Yeah, I guess you pull it out. the screen on the. But then you do that with your phone. I don't know. I I, I agree with you. It puzzles the hell out of me as well. I mean, it's fair to say, as we say, you know, just to be a caveat this, as we all do a lot of stuff, um, that Apple patent, put lots of patents out every year. Not everything comes to life. And, you know, again, some of these things just are an idea to stop somebody else doing it, aren't they? Um, But, you know, who knows? You know, who knows? Stranger things have happened with Apple. I, I, you know, I would say it's not unusual for them to come up with these things. You know, yeah. Let's see. Let's see where this goes. But yes, very peculiar. <laughs> very peculiar. Why? Why Apple? Why? But who knows? But who knows? Okay. So with that, there, I think it's probably a good place for us to wrap up for today. Uh, we will be back next week for episode 130 of the Weekly Tech Rant. Of course, you can find all our show notes at techrant.online. And of course, we still are on the new Twitter at Tech Rant, uh, sorry, at Weekly Tech Rant. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, if you, as always, leave us a comment, leave us a thought, tell us what you think. Um, we're always open to your suggestions. If we've got it wrong or you think we're completely crazy, drop us a line and let us know. We're happy to take your feedback. Doesn't mean we'll listen to it, but we're happy to take your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, I've been Jay. Catch I've you later. Have a good evening, all.